Hey everyone, welcome to Stay in Touch Podcast. This is your host, Joseph, and I'm joined today by two of my good friends, Judy and Steven. How are you two doing? I'm doing good. good. <laughs> Steven, why don't, why, don't, why don't you go first, kind of introduce yourself, what you did today. Okay. Yeah, I'm Steven. Uh, I'm a former Emory student. I uh, dropped out in around 2018. I was working at a restaurant for about two years until a couple of months ago. Um, and in just a couple of days, I'm going to be going off to the Air Force. Um, and today, I was hang gliding in Chattanooga. Very fun, first time. Uh, it was a good experience, yeah. Judy? Um, hello. <laughs> what is it? Stay in touch, listeners. Hello. <laughs> I'm Judy. I um, graduated from Emory and it was in the same class as Stephen. Um, I currently am in Maryland right now, um, job searching and looking for something to do in public health. Oh, today I shopped for kimchi ingredients. Mm. I was like carrying a bunch of like radishes and stuff. You make, you're making your own kimchi? Yeah, I'm going to be doing it tomorrow. That's My mom's going to teach me. You're becoming a mom. <laughs> trying, to, trying to learn some, uh, pick up some wife material skills. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> Got to make yourself more marketable, right? Oh my gosh, am I not marketable enough? No, I mean more marketable. <gasps> okay. <laughs> I feel like when Koreans make kimchi, they always make in bulk. Like a yeah. ridiculous bulk amount. In yeah. a large plastic bowl on mm-hmm. the floor. It's supposed to last you like the entire winter. Yeah. For not just yourself, but like for extended family members. <laughs> Could you send that shit out? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, quick story about Judy and Steven. We, so back uh, last fall, about a year ago, I had this like original idea for this podcast. And they were actually the two who kind of helped me come up with this name. And we actually recorded our first show together. But due to many reasons, uh, that show, which was recorded, um, can't go out in public. So we're here now, a year later, re-recording. So it's really, it kind of takes me back full circle. And I'm really excited to have them both. Yeah. Thank you for having us. <laughs> Judy, what, what was that experience like? Kind of trying to us trying to record a podcast with me not knowing at all what to do, and we we're just. I talking. mean, uh-huh. yeah, we were just talking, and I think the fact that you were just like, "I want to start this podcast, and I want you guys to help me," was fun. But I think we all didn't know what we were doing, so Absolutely. that's why it's not out right now. <laughs> I think we needed at least we need at least one person to know what they're doing. So that would be Joe's <laughs> for today. But back yeah. then, it was like we were all just like fish out of water. We had no idea what we were doing. Yeah. I, f- I feel like what we did was it was like a regular hangout. It was just us at my living room, but we just had a mic in front of us and we were just talking. <laughs> while we're, yeah, it was while just a recorded talking. conversation. <laughs> yeah. But that's that's kind basically of, it. Yeah. And that's kind of what I was hoping like this podcast would become, right? So even with some of the topics that we might have um, for us to really just chat and just catch up and stay in touch, right? Because in this like, COVID-run world, it's becoming harder than ever to kind of do that. Way to bring <laughs> it back to the title. Yes. <laughs> yeah. it, it comes very naturally because people say like stay in touch, keep in touch a yeah, lot. So. Sure. I remember even talking about like 
what to make this title yeah, with yeah, you. Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, when I say stay in touch, it kind of stuck. So it's been kind of going off with that. But with that topic, I don't know. Steve, I wanted to bring up your like transition, right? That you're mm-hmm. having a big weekend slash next week you have. Um, you were at, in Atlanta. We were first an Emory student and then a dropout. And then now, now you're going to the army so like how does that feel what, what how has your thought process changed from when you decided up until now and what are you looking forward to well let me just clear something up i'm going to the air force air the force army, okay my, my big difference True. <laughs> <laughs> no but um yeah a lot has changed like back then um i really didn't know what i was doing and i i kind of lacked the goal you know but now that I dropped out of school and experienced having to work at a restaurant and uh, pay rent and things like that, mm-hmm. um, I kind of realized now that I had it. I had it really good being a student. Right. So now my goal is to get back to school, and with that in mind, I feel like I can be more determined, I guess. But yeah, like uh, besides that. Like my whole, I don't know, not my quality of life, but my outlook, I guess. I have like something to look forward to and like some feeling of progress. I feel, I feel like that's really big for me. Just like feeling like I'm taking steps forward. Yeah. Thank you, thank you. We're, we're all very happy for you, bro. Thank you. Yeah. Come back I feel like. Stage, man. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Like, go ahead. Uh-huh. I actually... <laughs> I remember freshman year, I hated Steven (laughs) so much because, I don't know, I think I saw, like, I just didn't understand him and why he was the way he was. Why? And also... How was he the hmm? way he was? (laughs) I don't want (laughs) to say, like, I don't want to offend you, but... (laughs) Well, let me just... He just didn't care. I, I appreciate He just didn't honesty. care about himself. Like, I could tell he could. He didn't really mm. care much about himself or, like, how he was carrying himself. And I think, as a friend looking at that, I was like... I think a lot of people around him were trying to, like, tell him what to do or, like, help him out. But I was like, I want him to, like, figure that out himself. And I hate that he can't. <laughs> I want to apologize now. No, that's that's actually very true. I, I really didn't care about myself. That's a good way to put it. Um, no, but honestly, like, seeing you these past, like, four years now, it's been so crazy seeing how much you actually changed. Hmm. In a good way. Um, in, the, in past times, Judy has mentioned this. It was more like, oh, she was so lazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I like the way you rephrased it. That's good. So Stephen admits to being lazy. I admit school. to being lazy. I also admit to not caring about myself too much. Well, the, it kind of went the, hand in hand. Hmm. What's the most extreme of laziness you've uh, experienced in school? Hmm. It was during quarantine. I was uh, working at, at Saigon 
and I was living by myself. So like, I would just like come back from work and order Postmates and just sit in my room. And when I realized it is when I moved out of that apartment and I was having to clean up all my filth. And I was like, man, I was really living like this for a whole last like two months. So that was a pretty low point. Yeah. I feel like everyone kind of needs that turning point, right? When you kind of notice sure. you know, where you, where you self-realize like, oh shit, I've been here all this time. But for sure, progress coming soon. And we'll see Steven in what, five, five years, four years? Four years. But you know what? We'll, we'll catch up. Uh, yeah. while I'm in the Air Force and we'll see how I'm doing. Yeah. Well, we'll record one of these when you're on the base. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do we, do you get a title or something? Yes, yeah, sir. I'm a computer systems programmer. Mm. Mm-hmm. Airman first class. First class? Yeah. That, sound, that sounds good. <laughs> no, that's, that's everybody starts out like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sounds fancy enough for me. It's, it sounds fancy enough for people who know nothing. Exactly. I'll just go around saying that. First class. First class. Judy, how about you? Has anything anything new happening in your life? Uh, something you've been up to keeping yourself busy? Mm, well, I mean, honestly, after college, I thought a bachelor's degree was enough, but obviously it's not Uh um so i've been job searching but it's been pretty unsuccessful um so i've been like tutoring on the side and like helping my parents out where i can and i actually got a chance to go to korea last month too to like see my family it was really sudden and it was because my grandma's kind of sick, but I got to go. And it was actually really nice just not being in America. Yeah. You can actually think, do things um, in Korea. Mm-hmm. But I actually might get a job soon. So, Ooh. yeah. What, what's the job? Is it? A... It's you, as you a... Know... Uh-huh. <laughs> so it's a contact tracer. Um, for public health, like tracking down people who test positive and then tracking down people that they've interacted with. So just like trying to stop it. Mm. But I don't know how America does it because like everyone's so concerned about like personal privacy and stuff like that. So when you say track, the, track them down, you mean as like in person track down or you kind of like text them? No, like, no, hey, no. It's like all through like the phone. So I think like if, cause you go to get tested right. at like a health department or a hospital or something, and then I think contact tracers get information of people who test positive, mm-hmm. and then you like are in charge of like calling them and like notifying that they're like, hey, you're positive, and then educating them on next steps, and then like, kind of interviewing them to find out who they've interacted with in like the past few weeks just right. so that you can kind of gauge yeah i don't really know how it works i don't even have the job yet but we'll see fingers crossed well i'm getting yeah. my first ever covid test tomorrow 
So I hope, you know, that I don't get a DM from Judy in a week time telling me <laughs> I'm, I'm tested positive. Are you scared? Honestly, I'm just kind of curious um, because I, I, I have been home most of the time. I do go out maybe a couple times a week. Um, but it was just because like, oh, I saw it like and it was free. And I was like, why not? Like, I don't have anything tomorrow. So oh, okay, so it wasn't because like you were in contact with someone or no, 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 yeah, like that, yeah. I mean, oh. it honestly depends on who t- does the test for you, because they're supposed to shove it up your nose like really far back. Mm-hmm. But I-, I got one in America, and then like the person just kind of like lightly swished it around my nose, so it didn't hurt that much. But when I was in Korea they literally like took it to my brain and I was like oh my gosh I've never felt anything like that before and it was so painful but I feel like I don't know I don't know how I I think so I think like yeah it's like medicine you know it has to taste bad for it to be for it to work so with COVID testing it has to hurt for it Mm. to be like done properly because I heard, so the one I'm going to is like a drive-in test center. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I heard yeah. for those that they actually just give you like a testing kit and they're watching you outside of the doors and you like kind of conduct it to yourself and they give you instructions, some hand signals, stick it up. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think they're doing that in Georgia as well too. You have to do it yourself. So it's really on the person doing it to themselves to do it properly. Judy, you have to get tested right before that role. Can I have to be... get tested. Wait, what? Like, you have to get COVID tested for that contact tracing role position. No, because the job is remote, so I don't think it really matters. So when you're tested positive, you can also be a tracer. Probably not. <laughs> well, we won't know. So I don't know. That's a good question, tested. actually. <laughs> I think it'll be kind of ironic, like, hey, or just like you, you can display some like, you know, empathy. I'm like, hey, I've, <laughs> I've been there. <laughs> like, yeah, Judy, maybe you should go out and get it just so you oh, can. Oh, no. <laughs> just to tell them you know how they're. How they're <laughs> yeah. Is this like a government position or like a private company? It's with the county public health department. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Thankfully, like, through a church member, like, I was just telling him about how it's been so hard to find a job these days. And then he was like, oh, wait, my neighbor is the public health director of our county. And I was like, excuse me? I was like, can I send them my resume? They're like, yeah, just send it over. And then, like, literally in, like, a couple of days, the director emailed me and was like, I really liked your resume. I have this position. You should apply. Connections. Yeah, it's really all about connections. I'm yeah. just realizing more and more. That's why you go to church. Am I right? No, True. <laughs> That's why you use LinkedIn. Am I right? <laughs> True. <laughs> LinkedIn. Steven, I also heard that when you're in, like, what is it? The Air Force or, like, Army or any of these, right, um, uh-huh. places, even throughout training or even when you sleep, that you have to wear a mask? Ooh, I don't know. What, to what extent, you know? I really, honestly, I haven't been looking into like what the experience is gonna be like as much as I should be probably. Um, I do know once I get there, I have to quarantine for two weeks. 
Mm. Um, and we'll definitely be wearing masks during like PT, that's physical training. And like right. pretty much every time we're like outside. But while we're sleeping, like I, I really hope that. <laughs> well, if you're sleeping in like quarters, like with bunk beds with next to people, it would make sense. Yeah, so I, essentially like the people that you like sleep with will function as like a pod, right? Uh, okay. It's like, okay, yeah, maybe these this group of people will be exposed if someone gets sick, but at least it'll be limited to that just that group. So mm. I'm hoping I get to sleep without a mask on. Yeah. I don't know if I can sleep with a mask on. That'd be pretty tough. Yeah, I don't think that's okay. <laughs> Also, I'm going to be spending Christmas during training, too. Oh, yeah. Christmas and New Year's. Hey. Who so my, my brother, yeah, my brother told me for the army, they get to go home. But oh. everybody else, they just stay for training. Oh, my gosh. I should send me your address when you're there. Yeah, yeah. I'll write me some letters. Package. Yeah. Wait. Can I, I can just text you, right? No, I can't use my phone. <laughs> Oh, uh, wait, just training. Dude, he's yeah, like, just during training. Oh, just training. I can't okay, use my okay, phone. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So in seven weeks, I'll let you know if I'm still alive or not. If you don't All hear right. anything, then. Oh, God. Yeah. It's okay, though. Honestly, the part of the reason why I was okay with hang gliding today, I got this sick life insurance package. Guess how much, guess how much I'm worth now? <laughs> my net value. How much? 400K. That's how much I'm worth now. That's more than I've ever made in my lifetime. <laughs> That's pretty good. So guys, I'm I'm living life recklessly now. <laughs> oh my gosh. Probably that, that's more money than I'll ever be able to pay back my parents <laughs> alive. <laughs> hey, don't limit yourself. You're only 22. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But realistically, <laughs> 400K. <laughs> that is a lot of money. Yeah, it is. But it's gonna be exciting though. I'm I'm really curious to see how you'll come out. Mm. And like, do, oh like gosh, she's gonna be about... like jacked. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't you say you were like physically training, doing some push-ups and pull-ups here and there? How did that? I was that like up, up until like a couple of weeks ago, and then I got really busy with like, yeah. well, that too, and like I got busy with like saying bye to people, like mm. meeting up with people, and just like I don't know mentally preparing myself I, I i definitely had time but i just kind of like let it slip when i was in thanksgiving actually or i went to texas to visit my brother and he he worked out with me because he's been through the training so like he kind of like he gave me a taste of, of basic training just a small taste honestly props dude i haven't like ran in months like four or five months <laughs> Honestly, the running, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm not that worried about. I think it'll be okay. Uh -huh. um, the push-ups and the sit-ups, I feel like are going to be the hardest part for me. What's the requirement? It's, it's not that bad. Like, it's like 1.2 miles within like 12 minutes or something. Uh -huh. um, 35 push-ups within a minute. And then probably something like 40 or 50 sit-ups within a minute. 35 push-ups in a minute? Yeah, I mean, already I can do that, but like, uh -huh. I just like, just basic training itself is, it's gonna be hard. No matter what, it's gonna yeah. be hard. 
Well, that's the whole point, right? It to be hard yeah. when you get through it. And yeah. You're mentally and honestly, more than the physical, it's more about like the mental. They wanna, yeah. they wanna like sort of break you down and turn <laughs> you into a, into a military man. You know, someone who who follows orders, listens well, stuff like that. Wait, was it the Air Force that like? They make you wake up at like 4 a.m. I think that's all like of that. them. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and they were like, you only have a minute or two to get ready, yeah, shower like or something. Clean, clean, clean your bed and arrange everything. It's going to be fun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Steven cleaning his bed in, in under a minute. <laughs> for, for anyone who knows Steven, it's a complete opposite version of who he is. He's going to just completely transformed yeah i won't be jacked but hopefully i'll be a little bit more disciplined and healthy not jacked but i'll be healthy mm. yeah i'm i'm curious just as judy said it's four years of like fresh since freshman year up mm. until now right you see we see like it's changed steven so we'll, we'll see in four years from now and four years later when you get out It'll be very interesting. Hopefully, you're making, you know, you've made over four hundred thousand dollars <laughs> by by dying, or <laughs> but it'll be great. What do you think you'll yeah. miss most about Atlanta or Emory? I think, like honestly, it'll just be the people. Besides that, I mean, that's like obvious. Obviously, I'm gonna miss my friends and stuff. Um, I'm gonna miss Pastor Sita. Wow, I have not heard that name in so long. Oh man, I'm gonna miss it so much. It's a taco restaurant for those yeah. who don't know. Yeah, our favorite, the best. They're so uh, cheap, but so good. Oh my gosh, and it's just like it's just it needs to be a little ratchet looking, you know? They got yes. they got the the Mexican music blaring on the on the jukebox. You know, it's a the little authentic dirty. experience. Exactly. Um. I'm also gonna miss trees, because in in mm -hmm. Texas there are hardly any trees. And, oh really? Yeah, it's just flat plains. And because, why is that? Yeah, it's because it's like, I mean, I don't know. It's just how the how the land is there. Oh, I see. Isn't it just like desert? It's not desert. It's plains. Huh. But is yeah. Like like buffalo, I'll see buffalo outside. I think we killed them all. Oh, are they dead now? Most of them. <laughs> no, those are like uh, further north in like Wyoming and Nebraska. Oh, okay, okay. We do have a lot of uh, cattle though. Okay, okay. Mammoth. Okay, gotcha. Dang. Well, I officially don't know what to talk about anymore. <laughs> we've, we've hit the lull in the conversation. This is where it goes off the tracks. Yeah, <laughs> but it's good. Like we're all talking. Oh, Steven's chatting. Yeah, hold on, sir. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> all right, now now to a segment with Judy. <laughs> How about you? Since since uh, you graduated or since you left Atlanta and you visited, like what did you realize you missed the most when you came back to visit in? August mm. I mean I think it's the same like people mm. make the place I agree yeah 
And I definitely really missed my friends. And I mentioned this to you before, Mm -hmm. but I just miss, because I'm home with my family and my parents. And there's just like, and obviously with Corona, there's just like a limit to what you can do freely. And I miss that life with just like your roommates and your college friends and just being able to like hit them up whenever and just like walk into their homes like whenever and stay as long as you like Mm -hmm. i miss that life (laughs) i agree it's it's living just being able to like live with friends we're kind of struggling yeah same thing of school having a similar schedule Mm -hmm. yeah i have one question though and i'm kind of calling you out but you said before that you know out of all your friends at emory you're right now like regularly only talking to one of them right and so when you're speak or when you're saying like you miss the people from emory right um why don't you do the reaching out and ask like hey how you been how's quarantine been Uh, to the people you miss so much that's such a hard question (laughs) but I think it's just I think it's my own excuse that like I get caught up with other things and so reaching out to people who aren't like in my vicinity just keeps getting pushed off more and more and more Mm -hmm. to the point where I mean it's something I need to fix too about myself like if someone pops in my head, I should immediately just hit them up instead Uh of just like having them pop in my head and being like, oh, I miss them. And then just letting that fade away. It definitely becomes harder to hit them up. Yeah. I have like home or like friends from back in California, which I moved a long time ago, like maybe over six years ago. And uh, they'll pop up in my mind every time. Like, oh man, he's so close. I should definitely hit them up. And it just stops there (laughs) (laughs) because at a certain point it gets like it's been so long where you kind of feel awkward like after not but also yeah i see go ahead judy i was gonna say like because i actually recently reached out to one of my friends that i literally haven't talked to in so long but i realized people are always down to catch up like no matter how long it's been that's true. So That's I need so to get, true. I need, just need to get over that thought that, oh, like, they're not going to, like, it's going to be so awkward or they're not going to want to yeah. catch up because it's been so long. You realize, like, the other person is probably thinking the same thing, too. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's what I tell myself, too. Something like, when I'm bored, sometimes I'll, like, be taking a walk outside and I kind of go through my contacts list. And just like see, I was like, oh, I haven't talked to this person in a while. And I just like FaceTime call just to see if they'll pick up. And if they do, like it's always like a good, you know, 30, 40 minute chat. We just catch up. And then I'm like, all right, I, mean, I don't know when I'll call you back. <laughs> but overall, like we're both really glad that we managed to chat. And it's always like nice kind of getting back and reflecting on those memories, kind of catching up and everything. See, that's easy for you to do. You just, right. you just like, oh, hey. I'll call them right now. <laughs> like, yeah, it's because like... you're Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Is that? It's so hard. 
Hmm. I guess. <laughs> like the way I texted Judy about this podcast was super, super random. <laughs> it's probably the last thing she expected yeah. on a Friday. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but now we're here talking like this, which is yeah. so nice. All it takes is just a message. And now we're, and then all of a sudden you're fucking, I'm oh, sorry, you're, you're uh, filming a podcast. No, no, no. feel free. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's going to watch this. <laughs> it's a, uh, so when I upload the podcast through this uh, platform called Anchor, it gives me the option to uh-huh. kind of click whether it should be an explicit content or like a regular family friend, friendly content. Uh-huh. And so far, I think it's only been me who said, uh, fuck and shit and other cuss words on the show so i'm glad you joined me because <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like all right, all right. yeah <laughs> so no worries i'm glad to be the first honestly bro like it's only it's been like what uh an, an hour since we recorded or a little it's been like 30 40 minutes um if people are still listening this much they probably know us well enough or they're not surprised that we're cussing <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> People who, who who don't know that I cuss won't be watching this far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, fuck it. <laughs> Wait, so Steven, when you went uh, paragliding today and you kind of experienced that thrill, right? Yeah. Do you want to experience it again? Do like similar activities, like thrill-seeking activities? Absolutely. Yo, let's go on some, dude. <laughs> what do you, you want to do? Judy, you want to come along? Bungee jumping? Of course. So that is I'll... on my bucket list. Skydiving and bungee jumping. We have to go. Judy, I'll go skydiving with you again. Let's go. Sk- yeah, how was that? It's my certificate up here. <laughs> I have purpose. <gasps> oh my gosh. But it was... It was really, really great, but also kind of, kind of scary. Not because of like the mm. height and all, but basically, because it's like a tandem skydive, so I'm strapped to an instructor, right? And because they tightened me so tight, and there's like four different straps going across my chest, um, and obviously when you're falling, like air is shooting straight up your nose and mouth, it was really, really hard to breathe on the way down during free fall to the point where like 30 um... seconds in, I genuinely thought I was going to like freaking pass out from lack of air. Not because I was like, like I was enjoying like the fall, like free fall. Like that was great, but I just couldn't breathe. and so like they their training was like oh whenever that happens just like yell as much as you can let all Mm. the air out and your body will naturally kind of grasp for air so i did that a couple times and luckily um before i like passed out it was like time to pull the thing and it was like you know just kind of gliding across the sky but i'll definitely go back it was a great experience i recommend it to both of you you know how how high up you went on the website, it said 13,000 feet. Mm. Dang. Yeah, it was It was really high. Like, there, like I, I couldn't really comprehend what the, how high that was. Yeah. Um, and But, like, the entire plane ride up until the drop is about, like, 15, 20 minutes, I'll say. And, like, you're going up and up. And, like, keep in mind, like, the plane ride is, like, diagonal, right? It's not a straight line because it's a small plane. And oh. so you look out the window. And you're like, oh shit, this is pretty high. And you like ask the instructor, <laughs> and they're like, nah, it's only like a quarter <laughs> And you're like, holy. And you see, like, it's not like a matter of like, oh, like these cars look really small. It's like, no, you just 
can't see the cars because that's how high you're up. Oh my gosh. Uh, and then yeah, that must be the worst part is flying up the anticipation building. Yeah. I mean, I I was really excited and I was very like talkative, even like the flight up. The only time I was nervous, I would say, was like when we like waddled up to the door and I looked down and I was like, oh shit, like it's here. And then but that point at that point it was like two two, three seconds of me being nervous before we jumped, and then after that it was fine. How was jumping? Like, did they do it for you or do you do it together? They say like three, two, one. Yeah, he, he kind of like lets you know and then you kind of push off together. Yeah. I went bungee jumping one time mm-hmm. and like the way I described it was like that moment where you fall off. It's like you're killing yourself. In your head, it's just like, oh, <laughs> I'm killing myself right now. <laughs> wow. What a great way to look at the... <laughs> Actually, like your brain like it's just like don't don't do this like yeah. <laughs> you're gonna die but yeah that free falling feeling how long do you think you were falling for like is it like 30 seconds the free fall is a minute and then the yeah so free fall for a minute and then parachute for about five six minutes mm. yeah judy you're down uh, yeah of course <laughs> It's surprisingly like not too expensive either, at least where I went. Um, like it was the same price as my skydive as Steven's uh, paragliding today, or, or hang gliding. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, like I can just imagine that feeling of just free falling being so chaotic, and then the moment the parachute, yeah, like comes up, and you're just like gliding. It must be so nice. That's what I want to experience. You want the gliding over the, yeah. uh, over the falling? <laughs> In that case, you should try hang gliding or paragliding. No, but the fun part is the falling. Yeah. <laughs> like, I really want to... yeah. It costs, like, a couple thousand, but I want to get, like, my own certificate so I can just skydive on my own. Cause, like, yeah, yeah. Because then you can really just, like, flip around, do whatever the hell you want during, like, more than a minute if you wanted to. And then... Or you can just not pull at all. <laughs> and then... Oh, <laughs> goodbye. Yeah. Have that falling feeling forever. forever. <laughs> you want to, if you want to get paid to to do it, you should join the army. Ooh. <laughs> My brother was airborne, so that means he got trained to do it, and he does. He did it. I think at least like three or four times a year. You have to do it. Wow. And you get paid. Wait, what? On what occasion does he have to do it? No, it's just for training. In order to be like um, certified as an airborne, you have to do it regularly. I don't think he actually ever like put it to use. But, oh. <laughs> <just> <laughs> I was about to say that's so cool. No, just in case. <laughs> and they put that on your resume: fallen out of sky, <laughs> about yeah. ten times, like Pro- professional plane liar. jumper. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but after I went skydiving, I was, like, really hyped about these type of activities. So I, like, Googled some, like, most thrilling, like, paid activities, right? And so I'm going to give a f- couple examples of, like, would you rather do this or that? Okay. And I want, you know, you two to kind of tell me, you pick one between the two and kind of give your reasoning, I guess. So one would be, there's this thing called uh, volcano sledding. <laughs> where you literally climb a volcano made of very small rocks like pebbles you get like this wooden uh board and you literally just slide down but it's very mm. very steep 
as mm. you can probably imagine. So volcano sledding versus uh, shark. Uh, what is it called? What is that? The shark tank. Yeah, the shark tank where you're trapped inside a cage underwater. Um, and you have these like white, great white sharks swimming around you. Mm. <laughs> Judy, <laughs> she's just <laughs> what the heck? Wait, these are actual jobs? No, the, no, no, these are like things you can pay for. I don't, I'm sure. Oh, oh, yeah. Hmm. I, I would choose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I would choose volcano. Volcano mm. setting. Yeah. Why not the sharks? I... Or why a volcano? I guess. I don't know. I just feel like a volcano is something you don't ex- like. You have to go out of your way to find a volcano. But like, if you just go in the ocean, there'll be sharks. <laughs> Wait, that means it was so. Well, I think the ocean you're going to find sharks. <laughs> but I mean, like, I also just don't like the idea of being underwater. Oh, okay, makes sense. And sledding down a volcano seems like something. I don't know. Just seems cooler than sharks. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with the sharks. Okay. Okay. The first thing I thought of when I heard volcano sledding was that it would probably hurt a lot because you're you're sliding on rocks and they might be kicking up at you. It's probably going to be bumpy. So that's the first thing. And then also, when you think about it, you could just do the same thing on like a mountain. What makes it cool is that it's a volcano. It's yeah. pretty cool. <laughs> but with the sharks thing, like it's not it's, it's a different kind of like thrill. And I, I, it's one that I haven't experienced. Mm. It's more of like a life or death thing as opposed to like a falling or like extreme sport. Mm. It's like, I think that's pretty, I think it's just more cool. Really, that's that's what it comes down to. Okay, but imagine like snowboarding, but fire, lava. <laughs> I don't think you're going How down lava. How much cooler is that? Did you guys, have you seen the video? I saw a video of a shark getting in the cage. <laughs> oh gosh. New Airbnb experience. <laughs> it was zero, zero stars. <laughs> <laughs> Got mauled by a shark. Yeah. No, but going back to that volcano thing, I read a blog about this, who, like this person did the volcano sledding and wrote a mm-hmm. blog about it. And, you know, as you're coming down, you can like use your foot. Uh, take it off the board to kind of break if you wanted to but he was like oh my mission on the very top is my mission was to go as fast as possible right and halfway down like he was like oh it was getting too fast so i put my foot down and he, his foot got caught because he was going so fast and he oh, fell no. and like his literally his this bald dude like fell uh, face first into the volcano and then the next picture <laughs> with his bloody head <laughs> And he has like blood dropping, dripping down his forehead, like into his <laughs> eyes. <laughs> it was just like, oh wow, okay. I see, I see. He had to be bald. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, that's so unfortunate. All right, I got. I, really I got, want to try uh, sand sledding. Sand, oh, I feel like that would be like a more smoother ride. But uh, keep going. I got to do that. Oh really? Oh really? Oh, how was that? Uh, oh, when in, I in Jordan. Yeah. Because we got to spend like a night in Wadi Rum, which is like fully just a desert. Mm. And apparently that's where they filmed Star Wars or something or like mm. The Martian. Oh, um, okay. 
was just like huge, huge, like red mountains of sand, just like sled down them. And it's so smooth and soft. It's like, I think it's more fun than sledding down snow. Isn't it very windy? Not necessarily. Like not when I went. Okay. I feel like all the movie scenes that I've seen of like those sandy deserts is very windy. Oh yeah. (laughs) Dang. Okay, I got one more scenario for you both. So, would you rather go storm chasing, which is you can there are people like who go in vans to track down tornadoes and really, really hyper I think they call it hyper thunderstorms or things like that. Um, where you can go close up to storms and take pictures and stuff. Or uh, go to a zero gravity experience where you're on a flight um, experiencing zero gravity for the first time. Mm. Two, two very different experiences. Hmm. What would you say, Steven? I don't have to go with the zero gravity because like storm chasing, like it's cool, but zero gravity is like a, a different sensation, you know? It's mm. like it's like eating a flavor, tasting a flavor that like nobody has ever tasted before. The feeling of like no gravity, like that's that's mm. really unique. I would love to try that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I would definitely choose zero gravity. Because I feel like with the storm chasing one, it's like, it'd be cool until the storm starts just chasing you. <laughs> That's the fun part, though. <laughs> in the eye of the no. tornado. <laughs> That's the fun part. That's the, where the thrill comes in. No, I, I, I agree with both. I'll go with the Zero Gravity, too. And it's also much more pricey. So given mm. the option, I'll pick the Zero Gravity. Just, just out of value. Yeah, I just had a value as well. And honestly, pretty- you could storm chase on your own. <laughs> <laughs> you could, honestly. I feel like, yeah, it's like there has to be some type of like scientific method of like locating where next storm is going to be. But if you happen to be in the area yeah. and you, you hear a tornado, you can drive towards it, right? It's not too yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but dang. All right, I think it's kind of going time. So we'll wrap it off with like one thing for both Judy and Steven. So I guess for Steven, um, talk about like what you learned um, through your experience of, I don't know. I feel like your like college experience was definitely, you know, very different than most, right? And so I'm sure it was a very learning experience for you too. So kind of what you got out of that and what you want this audience to kind of get out of. Um, and then for Judy, I guess, you know, post-college, um, kind of living life at home, like what you're hoping to achieve, um, and how like, like college and maybe perhaps like post-college has helped you uh, with that and your plans towards it, something of that sort. I don't know if that made sense, but also I'll make Steven, I'll I'll let Steven go first. (laughs) What Judy thinks on that? Um... There were, I think, like two main things that I learned about myself. One was a little bit more obvious is that like I need more discipline, Mm. you know, 
Um, and kind of in tandem with that, like, I just need to, if I make a mistake, I need to move past it. Um, because I got really hung up on like small mistakes I would make and they would kind of snowball. Um, but the other thing which I learned, I feel like much later was that I needed to learn how to ask for help. And Judy was saying like earlier that like, I didn't really care about myself. And that really resonated with me because I cared more about like other people and not bothering them. So I wouldn't ask my friends for help and I wouldn't, uh, you know, talk to my professors and stuff like that because I just didn't want to be a father. But what I started to realize is that to those people who actually care about you, it's not a bother, you know, they want to help you and they want to see you succeed. So, but first, you know, you have to ask for help before you do that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I guess those are the two things that I think really would have helped me out in college is like just working past your mistakes and moving past it um, and asking for help. Yeah. Quick question. So if those two pieces of advice, if you had given it to yourself four years ago, you think you would have passed college? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I definitely knew those things already i just i had to make the mistakes before i could learn from them yeah yeah <laughs> lovely judy um dang i feel like steven just like <laughs> i think for me being in college and definitely ending it on a really weird note right made me reflect a lot about how I even went through college and like my mindset on like how to move forward because I came back home in March in the big in the middle of the end of my senior year and I was like devastated and I think for like a whole two weeks, I was bawling constantly because I was so sad that like that part of my life was over. I, li I literally was mourning that part of my life, I think. Um, and I was like, oh my gosh, like I was working towards graduation. I didn't even get that. But I think that whole mindset of myself was kind of wrong because if all I was working towards was graduation then that's it yeah. <laughs> and it's like then I realized like okay then next if all I'm working towards is a job then that's it mm -hmm. and like it's just going to be next the next thing after the next thing after the next thing mm -hmm. where in the end I'm just chasing after something some achievement something that I want and then kind of flailing to find to latch on to the next mm. so I think the biggest thing that I learned was not focusing so much on like a title or like this achievement but focusing more on the person that I want to become and like focusing on becoming instead of whatever that far away idea is yeah so being more present with myself and not chasing 
after things. Hmm. What a what a deep way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> those those yeah. questions were kind of loaded. It was it had to end deep. Yeah. <laughs> we know what you were going for. <laughs> This is yeah, but... so different from our other podcast. Oh, God. Joe, you stepped it up. I got to. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. With that, uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. Uh, if you haven't already, please make sure to follow uh, this podcast wherever you're listening from. Um, and yeah. And that'll... Actually, before we go, if Judy and Steven, if you want to plug anything, if you want to, I don't know, if you have a f- new food Instagram page or any new pro anything you're doing that you want the listeners to kind of tune in if they want to connect with you further now is the time um if you're lost in life and don't know what to do join the air force (laughs) (laughs) plug the air force (laughs) Air (laughs) force.com lovely oh gosh i don't know um Follow me on Instagram if you want, but I don't know if I'll accept your follow. <laughs> What's the tag? Give it to the people. All right, all right. It's my name, Judy Kim, but without the U. So J D Y K I M. Lovely. She'll only she'll only accept the follow if you're cute. Yes. So if you're cute. Hey. I'm- I don't know what happened but my computer has been really glitchy lately and so it randomly shut off while Judy was finishing her sentence right there. But if you made it this far, thank you so, so much for tuning in. I really, really appreciate it and like shoot me a message or DM me. I want to hear if you made it this far so I can just thank you personally. But yeah, I'll see you in the next one. Bye-bye.